The following episode contains discussions of suicide and depression. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, fairy tale friends. It's me, your old pal Santa Claus. I heard that you've been very good this year, so I've asked my friends Tara and Ryan to record a very special episode just for you. So grab your hot cocoa and cozy up by the fire. It's time for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and happy holidays. Uh, the holiday season is a time for you know nice calm reflection and feeling good and and warm cozy feelings and because of that we have decided to watch gremlins well gremlins reminds us that not everyone feels joy at the holidays uh, it does it does Which i just wanted to bring true. that up because <laughs> this i this one was wild y'all it was it was wild um, i've never seen it so that's my background i've seen gremlins too as a kid and always thought it was funny but don't remember much about it and then have never seen this one. I So my history with this is I watched the same thing. I watched Gremlins 2 and then I watched this one, I think, before we were together. So over 10 years ago. And I love Gremlins 2. I, it was a movie I rented over and over again. I thought it was really funny. I don't know why I didn't rent Gremlins 1. It's probably one of the situations, a lot of you probably don't remember that, sometimes you just rented a movie because that was the only movie that was available yeah. when you went to Blockbuster mm-hmm. Video. Or the only one of interest for you after looking at everything else. Right, or you know, there's some reason, it wasn't just like, well, let's watch all of them, and I feel like so many movies, you know, I watched Bond out of order growing up, I watched things that, you yeah. know, now, now it's like everyone is like, well, you have to watch all of them in order, mm-hmm. and I just didn't see this one, so then... I think when Netflix was doing discs, <laughs> I got this movie and I watched it. Which is it. for those younger listeners. Netflix used to have a subscription service where you would they get DVDs. Do. They can, do? So I think they do. Oh, wow. Where you would get DVDs in the mail and you could... I, what I think the largest plan was you could get three at a time or something like that. I took out whatever the largest plan was. Now, I will yeah. say before that, I did the Blockbuster one. Oh, I didn't know Blockbuster had one. So in t- 2009, so I'm in Champaign. So probably before, so probably 2008, 2007, 2008. Here's, this is, this is, I'm going to tell this whole story. I did a free weekend of streaming with Netflix and I watched Pirates of the Caribbean and it was so grainy and mm. pixelated. I was like, this will never work. Yeah. Streaming will never be a thing. <laughs> and I'm going to do the Blockbuster one because Blockbuster had this cool thing where what you could do was instead of mailing them back, you could take them to Blockbuster and they'd give you a free rental. So you go, hey, here's the one I'm giving back. And they go, okay, well, while you're here, rent one from the store. So you would have like the three disc rental, but you'd also have like six disc rental because you're going to the store and getting one Mm -hmm. while you're waiting for the other one to be mailed. And that's how they kept people getting going to actual Blockbuster. Well, you say that as if that plan worked because as we all know, Blockbuster no longer exists. But there was a Blockbuster in Champaign, Illinois, and that's what I did. I feel, I mean, I haven't watched the Blockbuster documentary. I want to, but I do feel like they were so resistive to the streaming, like you're saying, right. it'll never work. And then things improve technology-wise. Right, and now, right. You know, bandwidth. Yeah, improved. welcome to the future. Um, So I think this one was, though, that was a fun little trip down memory lane, which is also like a, a, just a weird little blip in like how people got 
videos. Yeah. But anyway, so I got this one and I watched it and I remember thinking, this isn't fun. This is really like dark. Yeah, very dark. I mean, it's a horror movie. It's a it's a monster like it's a creature feature. Yes, how I that's put it. Yeah. that that's probably makes more sense. And but, yeah. it, as many of you may know, this is one of the movies that was the reason PG thirteen exists. It's rated PG in 1984. 1984 when it came PG thirteen does not exist. This and Raiders of the Lost Ark come or, or sorry Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Doom come out. Both Steven Spielberg productions. This is not directed by Steven Spielberg, but produced. But I think it starts off and it's said in the beginning, Steven Spielberg presents Gremlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Joe Dante, who has, I, I am blanking on other Joe Dante films, but he did like Small Soldiers, a movie I like called Matinee. He, he's done a bunch of like these kind of weird creature feature things, and I'll look up more while I'm talking. But... Joe Dante, uh, so they they do this movie and they're like, they're like, well, these should be R-rated movies. And Steven Spielberg talks them down with his clout to PG. And I think eventually they go, you can't know. Like, we have to come up with something else. Because he's like, these aren't R-rated movies, but they're definitely like too rough for PG. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the main reasons why we're doing this as a childhood trauma theater. Yeah. Because... This feels like something where people went, well, we'll take them to go see this movie. At Christmas it's time. PG- well, I don't well, know it when it come didn't out come out at Christmas time. time. It came out the same, it came out in June. Oh, the interesting. The same weekend as Ghostbusters. Mm. So what's funny about this movie is now it's like only one movie really tends to dominate a weekend. And this movie came in second that weekend, but it came in second to Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now it did second in most of the United States except for one place. Where do you think this beat Ghostbusters? You're going to be surprised. Do I get any hints? Uh, no, but let me just tell you the story. I don't think a hint. Then why was... ask me and then... I don't know. Maybe you thought, because if you didn't... Uh, it's a hint. It's the last place you would expect Ghostbusters to do worse. New York. Yes. Now, do you know why? Mm-mm. Because they were filming Ghostbusters in New York. Oh, and, and everyone was, was annoyed. Everyone was annoyed at their traffic being done. So when they came in, they like, I don't want to see that stupid movie. I'm going to watch Gremlins instead. That's really funny. <laughs> but that, which feels very New York when you think about it. Mm. So, gosh, what do we, how do we want to, do we want to kind of go through the plot real quickly? Like, if, generally? It, I guess if you want to go through the plot quickly, we should also mention Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo. Yes. Who's the main. Um, furry creature mogwai which is which is let's let me go through the the thing so the father of this family who is an inventor which is not a profession not a job um, like is in chinatown buys a mogwai for his son for christmas and some of the the chinatown scenes it's it's, yes there was a lot of a lot of uh asian americans saying hey could we be treated like normally in one of these movies yeah it was problematic and again you had the the old mystical man he's of chinese medicine that character in particular is typically pointed to when they talk about this yeah so he gets this mogwai he brings it home he gives it to his son for christmas and there's three rules with mogwai don't get them wet don't they uh, don't like light especially sunlight sunlight, but bright lights but sunlight is the big one kill them and don't feed them after midnight, which apparently uh, Zach Galligan, who's the lead of this, was the first one to say, isn't it after midnight, like, all the time? Like, what? when does it start again? Oh, that's also, a good Also, isn't point. it after, like, how do they know what, like, 
time zone they're in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, true. So he brings it home to this small town of Kingston Falls. Uh, gives Gizm- it to his son. Gives it to his son. Of course, Gizmo gets wet. It makes others. Those guys get fed after midnight. Those ones are much more mischievous than Gizmo. They pick um, on Gizmo. And then basically they trash the town and then like they say the boy they, they save it that's like the the basic premise well when they get wet is when, when they, they get turn. wet they multiply yeah when they eat after midnight that's when they turn that's into when gremlins. they turn yes yeah when they get wet they multiply but when they eat is when they turn into gremlins no longer mogwais and they keep acting like mogwais are cute mogwais little fuzzy. Are cute and fuzzy the gizmo his coloring was actually designed specifically after spielberg's dog oh which i thought was interesting um, and then the gremlins are like slimy and the scaly. Are slimy? They scaly. You've seen a gremlin? I can't imagine anyone listening to this. Like, go just Google gremlin. Yeah. And they love to like chew on wires and play with electrical stuff. They love to smoke cigarettes and drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love to. They love. And they love, they love old mischief. Movies. Yeah, they love mischief. <laughs> yeah, they love basically. mischief. Now they're based off of Roald Dahl, who wrote The Witches, who wrote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, past and future uh, entries in childhood trauma theater, mm-hmm. um, wrote a whole big thing about gremlins, which was apparently something that went around the Royal Air Force in World War II, or just it got spread around by by soldiers when like planes would have mishaps in the or air malfunctions or malfunctions. And stuff. It was gremlins were in the little elves were in there like tearing around in the in the in the mechanical stuff. Anytime supposedly you have like. Your car breaks down. Your your washing machine breaks. Anything like yeah. that. It's a gremlin. Your air conditioner. Out. So that's where this idea came from. Now Disney actually bought the rights to Roll Doll's story and was supposed to do something with it, and they didn't. Mm. Um, but there's a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he deals with a gremlin, and apparently they wanted it to show before this one, and that's why they have the old Warner Brothers like stuffed animals logo. in there. Well, yes, but also it's a Warner Brothers movie, but like the old like shield and like mm. like that's an old version. Yeah. And this movie has a lot of like old feel to it, and it's supposed to feel like a movie. Like they did a whole lot of stuff. Like it's definitely on a set. It's actually on the same set as Back to the Future. It's the mm. same square as Hill Valley. Um they uh but it, but the director Joe Dante said I want this to feel like a movie. I want this to feel like what's this the do you know the town from It's a Wonderful Life? I don't remember. People are probably screaming cuz it's if you love that movie, you know the town right away, but I just know Bill Bailey. Right. So they it's the, but the town Bill Bailey's in. The name I don't of remember. the town is like feels like a set. And that's why he said yeah. it, he's like this movie is too ridiculous to feel like it has to feel like it's on a set. Mm. Like it's going to feel like that. And it is ridiculous. I want to talk about how he brings it home. And he's like, it's like a dog. But then like the thing speaks. It kind of <laughs> it speaks. Learns human it, language. It, well, it's also very musical. And even when they turn to gremlins, they are very entranced by music. And I remember that in the second one. They like love Broadway or whatever. They The one guy, the one gremlin is like a lounge singer. The something. smart gremlin. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so they're very musically inclined. But, like, they get water on them and they separate. Like, if I got, like, a gerbil, if someone's like, oh, it's like a gerbil, and then I spilled water on it and there were nine gerbils. I guess that's what happened with my gerbils, but they were having the normal way of reproducing. Yeah, <laughs> all of a yeah. sudden, one morning, there were nine more gerbils. Mm-hmm. But they spill water on them and, like, they have... Like, fur balls that pop off. They're little balloons But Gizmo looks really miserable when that happens. 
That's the part that's, I mean. He looks really like it's painful. You're dealing with, like, they had to do a lot to get Gizmo to look a lot different. They, all the animatronics update in the second one. I will say watching this one made me want to watch the second one again. Yeah. This was done, I want to say, quote unquote, on the cheap, but like. I was telling you the gremlins cost like forty to fifty thousand dollars each, which is crazy. So many There's of so them many of them that when people they left from filming, you would have to go out a you have to get checked on the way out. They check your car to make, to make sure, sure you, you didn't have it on. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, we should also say it was written by the director of Home Alone, mm-hmm. Christopher Chris Columbus. Columbus, who wrote it. The idea came from he was in a crummy uh, apartment in New York. That he said when the lights went out, you could hear all Ugh. the mice in the walls. And probably roaches and other things that were... And there's a lot of this movie where you don't see the gremlin and they're running around. I like that. I think... I, I like eventually you see that a lot of them. Right. But I do <laughs> yeah, like, like... You see every bit of them. But yeah. I do like that there's some mystery to it in the beginning. Um, I wanted to talk about Mrs. Deagle, who is like a miserable human being. She's supposed um, to be Scrooge. But... but she's supposed to be Scrooge, but she also gives off the vibes of Miss Havisham from Annie, but more... Even strongly gives off the vibes of Elmira Gulch, which oh, is oh, you looked up her name. I knew I didn't know her first name. I knew her last yeah. name. Yeah, from the Wizard of Oz. And at one point, um, Billy, who's, who's Margaret Hamilton in Kansas, not in not the Wicked Witch. It's the yeah, same actress. Yeah. yeah, but Billy has a dog and Barney. Barney played and, by Mushroom the dog. <laughs> yes, and she, you know, Mushroom or Mushroom Barney like messes with something of hers some decoration out in her yard or something and she goes and i'll get you like it was basically Mm -hmm. uh gulch so she looks she's dressed like gulch it looks like yeah well and we find out later i guess she's wearing a wig because we see her in her home and her hair is gray and it's like she's much more frail at home in her house but maybe that's the point that she tries to be big and and like mean and grumpy out in the world and then at home is more vulnerable with her cats i guess Well, there's a lot of stuff that was cut out of this movie it was like a two and a half hour first cut yeah. So there could have been more. Like Judge Reinhold's in the first half of this movie and then just disappears. Corey, well, Corey Feldman's in it as a little kid and he's kind of not in like the last third. He just disappears. Yeah. And you think he's like a major character. Yeah. Well, and Judge Reinhold, it's so funny when he's trying to get uh, Katie to go like see his new apartment. <laughs> his enticing words are, I mean, come on, I've got cable. Like it's just oh, a funny. That. Yeah. I, I like though. She's like, hey, Katie, you haven't seen my new apartment. She's like, I didn't see your old apartment. Yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> Uh, but I love Gizmo is so cute. I mean, I feel like a Furby is essentially. I think there's a Furby. There but, has to be yeah. a connection there with when Furby was designed because it looks very. It's mm-hmm. not the same, but it's very similar in characteristics. You and were really into Gizmo, like you were really. I really I, your the singing. Was, I loved him singing. I thought that was cute, and he was really sweet. And I immediately. I mean, I know Gizmo from the second one, but I kind of forgot he existed in the second one at first, but. Mm-hmm. I think I think you connect with him because he's cute, he's fuzzy, he's something he's nice. that you might want as a pet. And you really feel for him when they're so mean to him. He's like the gremlins are mischievous. Yeah, he's very yeah. He's never really hungry after me. It feels like he knows the rules. It feels like he's been told the rules. He's cool with the rules and he just wants he's to cool like cool with the rules. Yeah. He Gizmo. Just, he's cool with the rules. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to live his life, right? And Billy is so kind to him, right? Like the the grandfather um, in Chinatown keeps him in this box 
And I'm, I'm sure he loves on him and whatever, because they seem to have a relationship when he comes back at the end. Uh, but I will say that grandfather is, yes, they're 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 co-opting a lot of racist Chinese mysticism. Yes. A hundred percent. I also love the design of that grandfather because like the one eye that's like that because at the end when he comes back and yeah. he's just snuck not snuck he's just in the house he just, he just walked in the house and i will say i went so the mom turns around and he is like looming in the screen and i was like and i literally excuse me but my response in my head was like "Ooh, you white people are in trouble now yeah like he is because he comes in and he basically shames them all like i told you there was a responsibility to mogwai but well, he's like also he on also a thing says, so he looks really tall and i went i forgot how big he was and then he immediately steps down i'm like oh he's not yeah but i also like how he's like yeah you bought because basically yeah, how his dad he doesn't necessarily steal him. The grandson's like, we need the money. So the grandson does sell Gizmo to the dad. The but after the grandfather already said, you can't have him. The grandson who's dressed identically to, to short, short round. A hundred percent with the um, Nikes cap and everything. Yeah. But. Uh, did he have a Yankees cap? Yeah, he had a Yankees oh, baseball cap. I, okay, mm-hmm. so it was exactly like. Yeah. But when they first, I want to say reproduce. I guess that's uh, multiply. It's asexual reproduction. Yeah. yeah. When it first happens, there's five of them, and like we said, it comes from water, and those five are in Billy's house, and, and then they turn into the, the, the one with the mohawk. Yeah. They call stripe. Yeah, and so they're all cute and fuzzy like Gizmo, but they're more mischievous, and so. Uh, like at one point he finds his dog tangled up in Christmas lights, like strung up. And so it's clear that they did it, but they think it's the Miss Gulch character. I uh, think in the original Mrs. script, they, I think in the original script, they eat the dog. I'm glad that didn't happen. And someone was like, Barney you got to pull back. The on dog lives. Yes. Uh, but then. They go to the science teacher. Yeah, the science teacher puts a drop of water on him and makes another one. So he can study it. Yeah, that guy, that one kind of just gets lost in the crowd of gremlins, I'm assuming. He doesn't have like a... Like in Gremlins 2, there's a lot of like identifiable gremlins. And this one and is. And they do that once they get to the bar. There's a scene where well, they, they just put clothes all, on. Them. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where they all take over the bar. And some of them do have personalities. Like you've got the one that's kind of like a wise guy with the bowler hat sitting in the corner by himself. There's and then, the one who flashes everybody. Yeah. And then you've got them playing poker and they're dressed up. So there are. They're starting to adapt personalities, I feel like, mm-hmm. in that specific scene. But other than that, not as much as they do in Gremlins 2. But. We also see this dark side of Christmas, which I'm glad they brought this to light, yes. but they didn't do it in the most tactful or yes. uh, tasteful way. It's, but there is a lot, I will say, I've seen more this year as opposed to other years about the importance of mental health and the importance of, you know, a reminder that the holidays are not always happy for everyone and you don't have to force yourself to feel happy and joyful. Like it's okay to sit with your grief and hold, you know, your sorrow for what there are many reasons why you may have those feelings. I've spoken about this. Maybe we talked about in the Christmas toy episode. Maybe I spoke about it on craniacs. Uh, I've yapped about this into a microphone is mm. what I'm saying. And what makes a great Christmas movie to me is a little bit of sadness that's overcome. And we, so we watched Home Alone last night. Home Alone 2 does this a little bit better, but Home Alone does the like, 
he's sad because his family's not there and he's realizing how important family is to him. And eventually there's an overcoming of it. And unfortunately, I think in real life, sometimes people, you can't just get over it because you're not living in a movie. Yeah. But or I, circumstances. Yes. You can't talk to those people again because, so, you know. Yeah. I think there is always some sort of sadness at Christmas. And to me, there's about finding some sort of happiness. And I think... I, I like that in my movies and stuff like that, but I, I, I do think Christmas has more emotions than just the the happiness aspect of it. And I think for some people it's harder. You know, I, I want I want to recognize that in other people and say that like, yeah, that's it's not a happy holiday for everybody. And this movie does it for just a second. Just a brief second, but the Where how we goes, get introduced hey, it's not she says it's not great for everybody. But yeah, yeah, she says it's not great for everybody, but the line that I was like, yikes, was you know, some people open presents while others are opening their wrists. Yeah. And I was like, whoo, that's a dark line. So we start off identifying the many uh, things. And then we have a very flippant view on, on suicide, which is rough. Yeah. Uh, but that's Katie. And so we know she's got a backstory about why she doesn't like Christmas. But uh, before we get there, I want to talk a little bit before we get to Katie's backstory and why Christmas is very tough for her. A tough time of year. Uh, when they turn into gremlins at the house so basically we see the science teacher first that one turning into a gremlin mm-hmm. and it causing havoc and it kills the science teacher so that's kill one i think i got a kill count of eight that we see on screen <laughs> well there's one yeah there's one that happens off screen but then it turns out he's okay he's okay <laughs> so that was DJ. nine i think or something like that yeah so there's like seven or eight kills on screen which real quick that radio dj was at the beginning like the first shot when they're in the town is that billboard that's Oh yeah, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's and it's like, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a play on his name or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the mom hears stuff. She's making cookies, and then she goes upstairs. She sees <laughs> that the yeah, she sees that the pods have all opened up. Billy tells her to get out of the house, but he does not tell her that the gremlins have killed the science teacher. So she doesn't really mm-hmm. know what's so bad about them. Billy just says, you really should get out of the house. And then he's on his way to her. And she's upstairs in his room. And all of a sudden, the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? It was such a good good. musical cue. Because then it's, do you see what I see? It's such a good musical cue for like a holiday movie Mm -hmm. and like her walking around the house. Basically, I was holding my breath the whole time she was walking through the house, like wondering when she was going to find them. I want to get to what she does to them in a second. But I also want to say, this is when I started thinking like, they they have always talked about there should be a Gremlins 3. Like this is one of those things like Ghostbusters that I don't know that a remake or a legacy sequel or whatever they call them is 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 great is going to work. But if they do, this movie traffics so hard in the something cre- like I love that these are creatures that know how to work tech. And they're, yeah. and they're like they're such a like good creature because their their goal is they're going to kill people. But they also want to freak people out, and like they're they're, they're mischievous. They're perfect horror movie things because mm-hmm. they almost know they're in a horror movie, and they're like, "I want to be creepy, and I want to play with things. Like, I want to turn off the lights. I, I want to mess do with these people. Yeah. yeah, and I love when they do this. Also, when she comes downstairs and sees the record going, there's little three fingered hand marks in the dust yeah on the radio next to the record which is player such a good, yeah it's a good yeah. detail so yeah she's walking around she's not really sure and the mom full out murders <laughs> three of them before they're before like she knows well threat. two of them she murders two of them before she knows they're a threat the third one does a te- like 
throws dishes at her like isn't like I guess that's true she murders three of them before she really knows one she puts in one of the dad's inventions I don't know if that's a a dad's invention or if that's just a what a uh, food processor oh, looked like maybe. in 1984. So it's a food processor. The second one... So it chops him up and there's all this like green blood going everywhere, which is where we go from it's not exactly an R-rated movie because people... like There's a little bit of like human blood in it, but it is yeah. like they do a lot of gross stuff when they're killing the gremlins. Yeah, then she full out stabs the second one. And the third one, she explodes in the microwave. Uh, it's a good so effect, yeah so but... that's three out of the five that she kills and then she's walking around because she hears mm-hmm. it and this was a co- cool reveal was it's one of them is in the christmas tree that was and the christmas lights their eyes are like a red orange glow not necessarily glow but they're very bright compared to the rest of the coloring of their bodies and so they the eyes looked like they were christmas lights i didn't spot it in the christmas tree until it comes kind of more out it moves its head and that's when you can tell and i thought that was really cool i kind of wish they did more of that this is uh, so i think if if we can find that i would love that in our tree yeah that that would be really have to be very like subtle Yes. So I really like that effect. I wish they used that more because they they did that in the beginning when we didn't really see them. And I like the idea of them hiding. And then eventually it gets very comical, Mm -hmm. like where you're seeing them in the town or whatever. But that one tries to strangle her and Billy comes in just in time. Yeah. No, it's like a rope or something. It's like something in the tree. It's not tinsel because it's like red and black. It's like a spun something. Maybe not tinsel, but what's the thing? Garland or maybe. Yeah. Like a roped garland. I have felt but yeah that might be what it is yeah. um it's something Christmassy. they do a good job of all the deaths are very like, like over the top over the top but it's also like oh, we're gonna strangle you with christmas light like it's it's like that violent night movie that's coming out where yeah. it looks like you stab some of the candy cane and stuff like yeah. that it's like that sort of thing so billy winds up saving her and just drops her off at the neighbors with really no explanation he's just like with mm-hmm. she's got like this this like gash on her face from where one clawed at her like mother is a mess and she's gone until the end of the movie yeah so billy billy leaves and they we realize there's only one left from the house and that's Stripe. So there's one left from the house and there's the one in the school because Billy runs home and never gets the one in the school. But the one you re- we really need to follow is Stripe and he was kind of the ringleader of the five mm-hmm. when they still looked like Gizmo. Can I jump in with something real quick? Yeah. Um, two things. One, um, the Mrs. Deagle character apparently, we've we've paused it and we're doing the episode now and the credits are up. The actress who plays Mrs. Deagle, did you see her name Polly is Polly Holiday, Holiday, but with two L's. Yeah, <laughs> still, what a great name That's, for this! Is a good name. And I also want to point out: so when we first meet her, she's basically telling there's a parent, there's someone who can't pay their real estate, and one of the children says, "Mother, I'm hungry." Right before they cut, yeah. and Tara's like, "Oh my god!" And well, and the mother it says, "I am too," yes, which is she's billed as hungry. Uh, the kid is billed as hungry. Oh my child. gosh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's two of them. They're well, the like twins. Have a line, so they yeah, probably, so they didn't probably didn't. That's that. sad. Uh, so yeah, so now Billy is kind of tracking them. He takes Gizmo with him in a backpack, and that's kind of he's kind of like his Grogu for the rest of right. the. Uh, and I forget he goes to the cops, and one well, of the before cops. The, we okay, have okay, to okay, talk sorry, before sorry. the cops because oh, he gets the sword because he has a sword on the wall on the wall in there's 1984. Like a bit, there's so like a ridiculous. bit where it falls off the wall a bunch of times, or whatever, and then he grabs it. That's how he kills the one that's strangling no, he his kill mom. That one, that one's stripe, isn't it? He just knocks it out the window. 
Or does he kill that one? No, I think that's four. Oh, that's the one he knocks into the fireplace. Yeah. And you just see its head that's melting. That's four. That's yes. four. And then Stripe was five. Yes. So he, they're che- he's following him. And I was like, well, how are they going to multiply or whatever? Or no, I was counting how many were left. And Ryan's like, well, you don't have to really worry that there's only one left. <laughs> and he's like, because look where they're going. And all Stripe of a sudden I see the, the sign and it's the YMCA. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to go into the pool. I was like, oh, this is going to be so gross. And it's a really cool effect the- when he jumps into the pool and then like he multiplies by the hundreds because so, of how much water. I think in the second one, spoilers for the second Gremlins, if you don't want to have the end spoiled, the way they kill them is they've put the electrical Gremlin on hold on the hold system and they turn on all the sprinklers. Yeah. Or the Gremlins do. So they're, and then that's really gross. I think they're all like, yes, ah, that, all I remember that. It's really disgusting. And I think that's gross. And then they shoot the electrical Gremlin at them and kill all of them. And then there's like one or two they have to kill at the end. Um, so I thought that's what this was. All this is, is three things it's dry ice in the pool, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of bubble jets in the pool, and, and like it's green, green lights. Light. And it is cheap. But it is so effective. It looks really it's cool. So good. And because you know what happens when they get wet, you're immediately like, oh no, well, because they're in a giant pool. It's he's chasing Stripe and Stripe jumps in the pool and then it shows Stripe like cannonballing to the bottom of the pool. And then you hear Frank Welker, who I don't know, do we say on the podcast that that's Joanna and she's, he does a bunch of voices. Goanna, yeah. Or no, Joanna, Joanna the Goanna. Joanna the Goanna, excuse um, me. Does it has done uh, does it, I think he's the dog in Little Mermaid. He does a bunch of animal yeah. voices, but he does Stripe's voice, and it's just him going ah. And then if you listen, there's a point where you hear ah, and then you hear a bunch of other ones go ah, and it's a, like so it yeah. goes from one to a bunch, to and that's multiple. when you go uh oh. And it's again, it's very low cost haunted house effects but i'm you're like you who hadn't seen the movie went you went oh no yeah i was like this is not good good. i basically right there was like set the whole building on fire like come on like that's what you need to do and then when they're running out there's a bunch of like silhouettes of the gremlins on the wall Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of that in this movie where it's like just a gremlin arm comes into frame and like pulls something and that's the stuff I think that works. But that's so the horror well. movie bit, yeah. I feel it's like, so which good. is really good. So then he goes to the cops, and we about lost our minds because one of the cops is Mike from Breaking Bad and Jonathan, Better Call Saul. Jonathan Banks. Yeah. yeah. And he's very young and funny in he's this. He's got hair. Because, yeah, because he's just like a. A young cop who works for the sheriff who's drinking a bunch of eggnog because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, so they're, they're not drunk. expecting. Yeah, they're not expecting anything. And then Billy comes in with this wild story and he shows him, he shows them Gizmo and tries to explain how they turn or whatever. And, and then. And, they, and that's the thing because they're like, what do you mean all these little creatures? And then he shows them a, a humanoid tiny monster and they're like, oh, that. And the thing, there isn't like. Oh my God! Little weird creatures we don't know about are real. Well, their that's their the reaction is when the oh na- he's cute. That's the same when the neighbor boy who's what's his name, Corey Feldman. When he comes who dresses over, dresses as a tree to sell trees to sell Christmas trees, and then he wants Billy to hide it because he's tired of wearing it. But anyway, oh, is that what that is? That wasn't him bringing a tree. He was bringing a tree dressed as a tree. Oh, okay. So he so was, he was I bringing okay, them okay. their Christmas tree, and then he was like, "I don't want to wear this anymore. Can you just hide it or whatever?" <laughs> but uh, when they multiply in front of them, Billy's never seen that happen yet, and that kid has never seen Gizmo, and then has never seen animals multiply like this. The kid just is reading a comic. He could like yeah. care less. This is a 
This is a scientific breakthrough yeah. creature. The only and one who's excited like about shrug. that is the scientist, is the science teacher. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So a lot happens. We see some more deaths. There's uh, this it's grumpy guy who, not grumpy, down on Dick his Miller, luck. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. husband of the the wife who's begging Mrs. Deagle for like more time for them to pay their rent or pay their mortgage. And he's kind of down and out. And they're killed by a snowplow. Killed. That's the thing about this movie is I feel like everything else is just they're a menace. And in this one, they're murdering Actually, people. now that I think about it, that's not his wife. Because his no, no, wife, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm switching characters. Sorry about that. I got very confused on how he folded being... into everyone else's stories. He just kept complaining. Well, he told everybody about gremlins. And then he was like... But he was drunk when he, he was telling everybody he about it. foreign... Anything. Foreign cars, foreign parts. He does say uh, foreigners. Yes. Go, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, uh, I guess we're okay he dies. Yeah, um, but it, it but he gets killed by his snowplow because gremlins are driving it, mm-hmm. him and his wife, in their house. So there's a couple of those that we see. The wife was innocent. Yeah. I we, love when she's adjusting the electric plastic fireplace Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Mrs. Deagle, we see her. And then the cops, they drive out to this freak accident with the snowplow and we follow the cops and they're seeing the gremlins wreaking havoc everywhere. And then we see someone dressed as Santa and there's like, what, maybe eight gremlins on him. Oh, yeah. And they just watch. They don't help. They don't offer to help him. They don't do anything. They just sit there and watch and they're like, oh, we got to go back to the station. But the and gremlins then, cut his brain. Yeah. So they wind up getting into an accident and for... Now, what we think they're in my kill count because we never see them are again. Are we going to talk about how Mrs. Deagle died? Because that was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. She's got a spiral staircase, and she's got one of those. Do you know what this is called? This you you would be you would be the person I would go to to see what it's called. <sighs> but it's like an electric chair that just goes yeah that up goes and up down and down it. the stairs. I know there's a name, and I feel like it's catchy, and I can't remember it's, what it is. I, it's so my great grandmother had one. Hmm. And I loved to ride it. And they were, yeah. it was my mom was like, please stop riding. I think they were like, it's fine. And uh, uh, Livia and the Sopranos has one. Li- so every time I've seen it, there's a joke. Livia and the Sopranos, it's where they've like murdered someone downstairs. And she's like, you see her like slowly entering frame. She's like, what's happening? Yeah. Just like, go back upstairs, Ma. And then there's the one, there was a, do you remember on The Office where they were watching a movie and the movie so it's was like Jack a... Black and Cloris Leachman and they fell in love and then he's like, she's like, I can't. And then she's going up the stairs and the thing and he's like, no, come back. Do you remember Yes, yes, scene? yes, yes. It's always played for comedy. So I would call it like a, a chair, stair chair <laughs> a stair is what chair. I would call it. But they're also known as like stair lifts, chair lifts, stair gliders. But then some companies are Ameriglide and Handicare. But yeah, so there's yeah, there's lots of different companies. But a stair chair is what I'd call it. They goof with it. So it starts going faster and she goes on it and she goes flying out the upstairs window. And we just see her feet in the snow. Yes. Because the chair like like breaks off. Like the Wicked Witch. That's how when the Wicked Witch has just Yeah, there you go. There's another connection there. Uh, but then they all go to the bar, and this is, we talked about this earlier, but this is where we start seeing the more individual personalities of the gremlins. They're wearing clothes. And uh, they Katie, have a gun. yeah, and Katie works at the bar that's established earlier on. And so she's serving all of them. And at first, I'm like, why is she doing that? But it's clear that she can't get to the door. And then she realizes when she tries to light the cigarettes for the one, it's, it doesn't really like fire. It's kind of like not letting her, even though they all yeah. smoke. But I guess if they have control over light, 
lighting it. Maybe it's different. I don't know. I mean, if they had a, do you remember cigarette lighters in cars? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know where they found that in the bar, but yeah, uh, when they're all smoking, but she realizes that and has a Polaroid camera. So that's kind of how she gets her way out. She keeps flashing it and it's like spooking them. Stripe has a gun and fires at her a few times. Yeah. And so then this is where Billy finally meets up with her and we find out Katie's backstory. Now, there's a f- one thing I would like to say before we tell the backstory. Sure. Listeners, when Tara watches, th- we talk about how the first time we watched Return to Oz, yeah, how it was such an experience for me. When we watch these childhood trauma theaters, <laughs> what's exciting is when Tara goes, you know, kind of like when we talk about like when Tara likes a character, she says, yes. When she sees it, <laughs> she goes, oh my God. And it's- And like I an, can, oh, to, oh no, and my- I feel like the pitch of my voice goes up quite a well, bit. Well, with what we are about to explain, yes. Next, Tara did the biggest, oh my God, I've ever heard her do. And it like went, oh my God. Like it <laughs> went up and down. It was insane. So when we rate this thing at the end, there is no way it's not going to get five mommy heads based on this story alone. I guess that's true. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It should reaction, be lower, but. Now, when we saw her earlier, she goes, oh, did did she have someone, again, trigger okay. warning, did, did she have someone uh, uh, take their own life early? I go, no, it's worse than that. She goes, oh. Was it murder-suicide? murder-suicide? And I go, oh, no, it was worse than that. You're like, what's worse than that? And so I'm like, what's that? worse than that? And I'm just like, and the, just wait. The reason I kept thinking about the suicide piece is because of that very blunt comment yes. she makes about the presence earlier. So I was like, it watched- has to have something to do with that. And it doesn't have something to if do with that. If you watch this movie, you know what we're talking about. I want to say real quick, Joe Dante fought for this scene to stay in. So Let's hear Katie's backstory, Tara. So Katie tells this backstory, and she's like, so it's Christmas Eve, and Mom and I, you know, we're getting ready. You know, I'm not going to say it line for line because Dad I don't know work. it. Dad had to work. He doesn't come home. We call. You know, he's not at the office. Christmas Day comes and goes. He's he's not there. You know, four or five days go by. He's missing. Well, we, the, the cops start looking for him. Yeah. Yeah. We can't sleep. We call the cops. You know, they're out searching for him. No one can find him. We don't know what's going on, like where he went, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I start to smell something. She goes to light the fire because the house is cold. Yeah. And she's when she notices the smell. The smell. This could be a horror story in itself. And you went. Wait, and then I immediately put what? together, I went, oh, no. that's when I started freaking out because I was like, oh, he was trying to be Santa. Like, no, I immediately. Was, you didn't realize he was Santa at first. You're like, oh, my gosh, he's dead in the house or something. No, he's I, in the attic. That's no, what I immediately was like. No, you said the attic. I know because you go, oh, he's dead in the attic because when they go, they took off the top of the chimney. That's when I that's put it together. Went, that's right. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, my God. And it yeah. was so. And that's I was when, when she said chimney mind. because she doesn't say <laughs> Santa yet. She just yes. says they were taking apart the chimney. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrific. And so that's what happened. He was trying to surprise her and her mom and dressed as Santa. And that's how they found him. He apparently slipped and broke his neck. And had been stuck in the And had been stuck in the chimney, chimney for days. So don't. Anyone planning to think it's a good idea to slip down the chimney? No, 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 no. Um, but Gremlins also, is a, is horrific, a... horrific <laughs> backstory. Yes. So intense, so sad, and a perfect example of why Christmas may not be positive for everyone. And a perfect example of why you're taking your kid to a PG movie in 1984. It's horrifying. You can't get into Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is sold out. And Let's so go you go to Gremlins. Gremlins it was absolutely horrifying. <laughs> this nice Christmas movie. So. 
they realize it's going to be light soon. And he's like, well, they're going to have to go hide somewhere. And so then they think about it and they and they go towards the movie theater and they're Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Is, they're watching Snow White. The they're Seven watching Dwarfs. Snow White and they all start singing along again. Like they're very, they're very into music, whether they are ones who are singers or whether they're ones that just like get captivated by music, but they all start singing hi ho. And we were impressed with how many actual scenes of the movie is it's just the dwarves, yeah. but still, I feel a like Disney's you, you movie. Do, it'd have to be like a Warner Brothers movie. You, like, yeah, I don't think Disney would allow it present day in something like this, in like a horror movie. They go They're, to the boiler room and they get the gas going. And they basically, the idea is to set them all on fire, but what they don't realize is Stripe left to go get more milk duds. Because they're duds. out of milk duds. So, because uh, that's the other thing. They're like loving all the, the movie theater candy and whatever. And so, the whole movie theater gets set on fire and then they have to go chase down Stripe in this department store. And then there's multiple things that happen within mm-hmm. this department store. I do like that Gizmo gets on a Barbie like pink Corvette to drive around the store. That's kind of fun. Gizmo has a lot more agency in the second one. I remember he dresses as Rambo. <laughs> at yeah. One point. But they fight. Stripe. I will say I liked all the stuff with Stripe where he's like on the TVs and things like that. Yeah, again, like they're going around searching for him and he's kind of one step ahead. But his death scene is absolutely disgusting. I remember like, this very the, the gremlins, that's the other thing that we should say. When it's Gizmo, a mogwai, and they multiply, they're like fur balls. What popples? They almost look like a popple. Mm-hmm. It's like this fuzzy thing and then it turns into a gizmo. But when they're gremlins and they multiply, it is disgusting because they look like these sores on their body, these like boils, and then they pop and all this ooze comes out of them. The death scene is like 10 times that. It is so disgusting. He eventually comes back as just a skeleton and then the skeleton like turns melts to ooze. Goo. It's disgusting. It's really gross. Uh, but they they get rid of him. And then, you know, the dad was on a business trip at some... Oh. He's at like an inventor's convention. Yeah. And it's hilarious. There's Robbie the robot from Forbidden Planet in it. Mm -hmm. There's the time machine from Time Machine, which they they show it in the background whirling up. They cut to who he's talking to on the phone and they come back and it's gone and everyone's looking for it. Like, what was that? Which is really funny. Yeah. And then Steven Spielberg is wheeling around in an electric wheelchair thing. That's Steven Spielberg. It's great. Yeah. So uh, we kind of forgot about him, but he comes like home. He's planning on being home on Christmas Day. And so he kind of sees everything that happens and he feels really bad because he's truly the one who caused it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then that's when we get the grandfather who comes back and says, you guys are not ready for Gizmo. Like you've, (laughs) you've proved that like he says something about like you do what society does to all of nature's gifts. He makes a point to be like, you you are not allowed to have some, it's basically like saying, this is why we don't have nice things. Like it's like more intense way of saying that. And then Gizmo is like, bye Billy. And then grandfather walks back to New York. Apparently he just walks down the snowy street. No (laughs) like car car. or cab or anything. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and the other thing that we judged, uh, that we should point out, we watch everything with subtitles. And when he talks to Gizmo in his native language, oh, it just says foreign. It just language. says foreign language. It's like you couldn't have like said Mandarin or can- I think it's Mandarin. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't exactly know what specifically he's speaking, but it would have been nice to identify it. So there's a couple things I want to talk. I want. Oh, there's one thing I want to tell you about that I almost forgot. Um, so they were discussing how we're going to do this movie. How we're going to make the Gremlins. And at one point, they said, "Well, what if we dressed up a bunch of monkeys?" 
No, thank you. And they did it, and they were putting like the th- live monkeys. Well, hold on, they're putting the 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 makeup and the costume on a monkey, and it starts losing its mind and as it should, running around and breaking things. And they finally get it done. And then Joe Dante turns to like the producer and goes, "So, uh, no monkeys, huh? <laughs> like it's just like no. I guess we won't be doing that." Um, but I want. I feel th- like would that be an- would that be considered animal cruelty? I think on some level, but I also think. Uh, it granted, didn't I work. mean, our dog wears dresses, but she actually sits and gets excited to wear an outfit, right? And we're not putting makeup on her. Um, did you? So having seen this now, you did. You, what did you think? I enjoyed it overall. I don't think I'd include it in like we do this for almost every holiday where we have a list of of movies and things that we watch. I don't think I'd watch this one regularly. I liked it so much better this time. But I've only seen it once. I'm curious if I would feel the same way watching it a second time. I think having an expectation of how dark it gets makes it a little better. Yeah. Um, I will say I do. I don't I would put it on our Christmas rotation but it wouldn't like we have the ones that were like well we got to watch home alone and we got to watch christmas vacation we got to watch love actually this is not there but it's like this would go on the the roulette list we do where i'm like hey well what do we want to watch it's christmasy uh pick a number two it would go on that and i would watch it again i i i actually i when the first time i saw it i don't want to see this one again and Mm -hmm. i watch it this time i'm like I'm actually laughing. I can understand why people like it and I can understand why it could be like a staple Mm -hmm. in people's movie watching. But I also like saw the second one when I was a kid. I haven't seen the second one in like 20 plus years. I watch the second one more often and I want to watch the second one. I don't think I have a lot of time to do it this week, but I I do want to check it out again. Um, Let's mommy head rate it. And I know my rating. So I was going to rate lower until you said that scene. I feel like I have to rate it as a five. Tara, I think it's a five. That scene alone, like the scene, the disgustingness with the things. Yeah. My biggest thing is less about the gremlins. When they cut to the gremlins, it feels like a Warner Brothers cartoon. When they cut to the actors who are reacting to what the gremlins are doing, they're playing it deadly like serious, like a horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's a five, yeah. I, I don't say, know why I would say anything but a five. I think I was trying to talk it, myself out of it. I think it. I think part of it has to do with the fact that you think it's like, I think now knowing what we know, you wouldn't show this to a child. But if you were like 1984, take him to the movie, you'd be like, oh, this is a fun little PG movie. Many children saw this. Yes. 80s children like ourselves. Yeah. Um, Joe Dante has said that he likes the second one better. Oh, that's interesting. He, he directed both. And he actually came out after this movie, and to this day, he apparently goes, I don't know why people like this one. Like He's <laughs> like, I don't understand how this is as popular as it is. Like He does not get it. That's interesting. Um, I, I get it, because I feel like the second one, there there's some really weird comedy in the second one, but I do feel the like- The second one's doing, very campy. They're doing a lot of adjustments to this one, where it does feel more like a Warner Brothers cartoon, and more of what I think the idea of the gremlins are like in popular culture. Yes these gremlins like afterwards i think they put them in a bunch of commercials and they're mischief makers they're not murderers so much yeah anymore. yeah and i like that better but i enjoyed this one i'm glad we did it for the podcast i, am too. I really had a good time watching it with you mm-hmm. like i was kind of like this will be fun it was god your reaction to that story was amazing <laughs> um folks check it out we will be back and we haven't really discussed if this is going to be a full episode or another mini tale it's probably going to be another mini tale but we will be back with another you know 
not a super big childhood trauma one, but there is an aspect of this next movie that I think we do have to discuss as being a little weird. And that's the movie of Santa murderer Tim Allen. Uh, I loved this movie as a child. It is, but we do have to talk about the fact that the way you become Santa is you have to kill the first Santa. (laughs) And it just kind of, we just are all I will say it'll probably be a mini tale knowing our schedules and what we've got going on. But we, yes, it will be coming to you soon. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and happy holidays, and we'll see you soon. All right, take care, listeners. Well, children, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Now, if you want to let Tara and Ryan know what you want next year for Christmas, you can send them an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or call them on the very easy-to-remember hotline, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. If you want to stay off the naughty list, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, podbean.com or wherever you hear it stay safe and be good everyone happy holidays to all and to all a good night ho 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 ho